Hey everybody, and welcome to episode eight of the Locked In Baseball Podcast. And as you know, we're you know we titled this Locked In because we're all locked in. So um, wasn't very savvy in how we came up with that, but that's the best we can really do within thirty minutes when we needed to make a name. So um, today we have a special guest again, um, but a friend of mine who was you know involved in college baseball for you know it was like fifteen years or so, and then you know just just jumped into the professional ranks over this last year and he was at University of Washington, UC Santa Barbara, and now he's uh, the minor league hitting coordinator with the the Minnesota Twins. Um and, you know, Donegal Fergus has been, you know, just one of the one of the greatest dudes uh that I've met in baseball. And, you know, not just he doesn't just know his stuff. He just he's just an awesome individual and just an awesome guy. So uh Donegal, thanks. Thanks for joining us, man. Thanks for having me, Joe. It's uh, it's good to be on with you, and uh, it's cool that you're that you're doing this. And I uh, appreciate all, all the kind words. Yeah, I have a lot more. I just keep them inside. I'm not very good at expressing <laughs> my feelings. So, like, the, yeah, it's, like I'm, I'm talking. I'm it's talk- good. Hey, if it takes a podcast to do it, then that's fine. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm I'm talking to like, like I'm talking to somebody right now, like a girl, and she's like, "You're not very expressive," you know. And I'm like, oh, "I'm working on it," you know. I'm I'm yeah. I mean, I'm 34. Maybe this will be the catalyst you need to make a change in your life. You know what? It kind of is, too. And she makes me better. <laughs> like She does make me better at this because she kind of does a little bit of this as well. And she's not super comfortable, but she looks great. I like when she's doing her lives and she, you know, she yeah. talks great. And so I just kind of, uh, <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, you know, like, but, then when, but when then when she's like critiquing or when we're looking at her videos and listening to her podcast or whatever she's doing, then like she's like telling me how uncomfortable she is. I'm like, well, you sound great and you look great. I don't understand. So, I mean, I'm just kind of like, you know, so I'm like, all right, well, I kind of feel the same way. Cause I don't like, I hate talking and like, you probably don't even know I'm talking into a microphone right now and I hate that. And for you, it's just like a normal yeah. phone call. So it's going to come out more natural, like in the way we engage with each other. So, um, yeah, for sure. But I'm getting, I'm getting used to it. And, um, but, Good. but Hey man, like I wanted to, um, you know, touch on a few things, you know, touch on, you know, the, you know, the, the, the college game a little bit because you were involved for so long there, you know, and, and, you know, you were at some of the, you know, best, most prestigious programs on the West coast, uh, from community college all the way to, you know, D one level. And then, um, mm-hmm. you know, talk about, you know, you know, players and, and, you know, what it takes for guys to play at that level, but then also like what, you know, what kind of preparation goes into competing at the division one level, you know, for a little bit. And then, you know, we can transition to pro ball and talk about what's going on there, but, you know, I mean, for sure. Shoot. So, when when did you when did you begin your coaching career? Um, my my first my first real shot at it was uh, I got hurt in college, and I spent just I spent more time in the in the training room uh, trying to rehab and get get back on the field than I did actually on the field, and um and it, it kind of you know maybe sit and watch in a different way than 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 uh, than I normally would have obviously playing and. Um, made me think about it a little bit more. And, and, uh, my, my college coach, Scott Carnahan was, was great. And I, I sort of, I laugh and I still give him credit. I said, Hey, he was the first one to realize that I was going to be more helpful, uh, off the field than on the field. Um, and he sort of just put me to work and he says, Hey, why don't you talk to the younger guys or why don't you, you know, what do you think on this? And, and, uh, he said, you should coach. And I, and I never really thought about it before because I you know, thought I was going to keep playing and, and that wasn't in the cards for me. So, um, I started to, to dabble a little bit there. And then, uh, my uncle was the head coach at, at lower Columbia college, uh, junior college, um, uh, up in Washington, uh, one of the best really in the country, just a great setup up there. And he was there for almost 20 years. And, 
um, and super successful Hall of Famer up there. And he, he said, well, hey, if, if you're dumb enough to want to get into coaching, um, why don't you come up and help me out and see if you like it and, and I'll put you to work. And so that's, that's what I did. So my first, uh, my first fall um, was the fall of 2000 and went up and, uh, and joined his staff and, you know, just tried to figure out what I was doing and, and follow his lead. And um, so I coached, I coached there for five years um, as an assistant. And then um, in 2005, we won, we won the, a title uh, and took a job um, at Tacoma Community College right after that. So I've got the head, head job there, um, spent five years there um, as the head coach at, a, at another junior college, um, learned a, a ton from screwing stuff up, um, you know, and tried to keep getting better and, and realized that I didn't know everything and um, needed to keep learning and, and, uh, and went on to Seattle U for a couple years uh, as an assistant there, then back to lower Columbia as the head coach for one year before I ended up at UW, as you mentioned, uh, UW for five years, um, and then, uh, ended up at UC Santa Barbara for uh, a year and a half, roughly, and took the job with, uh, as the hitting coordinator for the twins this past, uh, December. Wow. Okay. So, um, and you, you went to the college world series with UW, right? Yeah. My last year, 2018, uh, with UW, we went to the college world series and, uh, I uh, had, had an incredible run there and, 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 um, and obviously a cool way to kind of wrap up my time there and was ready for change. Um, just, you know, some philosophical differences, um, and, and ready for a new challenge and, and, and got, got presented with an opportunity, um, to do that with UC Santa Barbara. Andrew Check at UC Santa Barbara who's just great and super smart and very different from anybody I'd coached with before and, and, uh, and got an opportunity to, you know, uh, being associate head coach, which I thought at, at the time was something that I, I needed on my resume, uh, at the division one level. Um, cause I thought, I still thought at that point that that's ultimately my, my end goal was to be a division one head coach. And I thought I need to step out of, of, of that, uh, my, you know, my role that I'd been in previously a little bit and, um, assume some more responsibilities on, on the sort of the administrative side, I, I guess. Um, and, and it was great. It was, it was an incredible experience. And, we had a we had a great year um, in 2019. Went um, I don't know, won 40 plus games and won the Big West title for the first time in 30 some years. Um, and learned a ton about um, you know a different side of 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 the game that I think that I I really uh, focused on before, which was like I said, some more of the um, larger picture stuff with uh, with what life at the Division One level is like and and how to how to manage all of the chaos that goes into that. Um, Andrew was, was great to me and we're, we're, we're still close friends and, and we'll continue to be, we actually live about 10 houses apart. Um, and so just a really cool experience for me and the family to, to go through it. Um, you know, wasn't looking to get out, uh, loved what we were building and where we were headed. But, uh, uh, again, one other, one of those things I think in coaching, uh, if you do it long enough, you start to realize that the minute you start planning out your career is the minute that it will not go that way because, uh, life, comes at you in different directions. And the, the minute you start thinking, um, you know, what's coming next, uh, you get hit with a curveball, no pun intended. Um, and for me, that's what it was. I had not thought about professional baseball and was not what I was interested in, I thought. And uh, and then all of a sudden it came out of the blue and, and hit me with it. And uh, the more I looked at it, you know, obviously it, it was attractive. And I decided I, another new challenge was something I needed. And, um, and here we are. 
Yeah, and you know, you said like, and it was a good point too. You know, when you start trying to plan out your career in baseball and probably most other um, industries, but it doesn't always go like as planned, right? Um, yeah. And I and because we're talking, you know, primarily to you know uh, parents of kids who you know they obviously want the best for them, and the players obviously want the best for themselves, but. You know, they're, they're already, I think there's already some preconceived notions on how they think their career is going to evolve. You know, they're going to go the high school route and then they're going to play, you know, obviously everybody, almost everybody's um, dream is to play some division ball, division one baseball somewhere. And then, you know, minor right. league baseball, get drafted, play some minor league ball and then move to the big leagues and so on and so forth. But, you know, obviously for, for 99% of the, you know, of, of baseball players out there, that's not the, that's not the route that, that you take, right. You, you know, like you said, you know, you went to college, you got hurt, you got into coaching and, you know, fortunately you're still able to be a part of the game and create a lasting impact. Yeah. And, you know, you've, you've got to do some pretty cool things from the coaching side of it, you know, from the world series or the college world series to, um, you know, being able to, to, you know, coach with check and coach at UC Santa Barbara, which, you know, he's, he's a tremendous, um, tremendous, you know, head coach and he's done a great job there. And so, um, and you're in Santa Barbara, which you say that, right? Because, you know, I mean, <laughs> yeah. we were talking about this off, you know, off the record. And I was like, oh man, like, I wish I could just stay there. I'm just going to like rent a room with, with you or something. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, it's the best. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thanks for reminding me. Cause when I drove, when I'm, I'm like driving from Oxnard into like the, like the thousand Oaks area and I'm like, oh, that's the last time I'm going to see the ocean for a while. So, um, <laughs> yeah. but, um, no, like you're like, you know, you really can't, you really can't foresee what, what's coming up next. Right. So it's just a matter of like taking care of yourself today and, you know, continuing to improve and allow the opportunities to come and then take the, take, take advantage of them as they, as they come. But, um, you know, and that's not just as a player, obviously, obviously for, for you as a coach, that's, that's kind of been what's, what's going on and who knows what the next step is, man. I mean, you've, you're making jumps. Yeah you know, to, to the, the higher levels of the game quickly and you're doing a good job. I mean, I know this is only your first year, but, um, you know, I mean, so from the, from the professional standpoint now, you know, how does that differ from like on how you teach baseball well hitting, especially because you're the, you're the minor league hitting coordinator there, but, um, how does that differ from, you know, what you've taught and how you communicate hitting to college guys? Uh, it's not really much different, honestly. I mean, I, I think the, the challenge is not in um, what we teach or even really how we teach it. Um, it's it's just it's like anything. In high school, you have a few players that are really at a level that um, you know that will continue to pl- to to progress in this game and play at the Division One level or even play at college level. And then in college, you know, everybody on your team is you know was a good high school player at least or or a really good high school player. Um, and the better program you are, the better everybody on your roster was in high school. And professional baseball is just the next step of that. Everybody was, you know, maybe the best or, or pretty close to the best player on their college team. That's the way it works. You just, you know, and it filters up. Um, so the challenge is not that we have to teach the game differently. The swing is the swing, and, and we're still teaching approach and mentality and mechanics and vision and timing and all of the, the components that, that have been there. I, I don't find myself and haven't found myself um, altering uh, the mechanics of it at all. It's more about the way you approach the individual because in college, the, the, while development is, it certainly should be paramount. And, and I think it is at certain places at other places it isn't. And frankly, 
the nature of a 56 game schedule for division one and the fragile nature of the coaching business, it, it pushes, I think a lot of coaches into this. I got to win this game. And as much as I want to talk about player development and I want to get my guys better, the most important thing is that we win this game because it's like a playoff game every time. And I think that that sort of pull in, in opposite directions can be really tough to manage. Uh, and so what you end up with is a collection of players that um, some get really good instruction because they're playing a lot and they're, you know, incredibly valuable to, to winning those games. And so the focus gets put on them. And then you have some guys that sort of get left behind because they're not playing as much or they're, uh, they're, you know, potential or their upside or their ceiling is, isn't viewed as high. And, and that, you know, filters in even subconsciously in the coaching staff. And, hey, we got to focus on the guys that can help us run. Excuse yeah. me right now. There's a challenge there. And that, 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 that's a tough, tough thing. And then you also have the component of, hey, we got to win this game. And as much as I would like for us to, to stay with this plan of trying to hit, you know, for damage and, and trying to be a little more, more selective at the plate or not worrying about strikeouts as much or whatever the case may be, whatever those long, long range goals are where you say, Hey, over time, this will pay off. It changes in, in a dynamic of a shortened season. And so things get, you know, sort of put behind the development piece and, and then it becomes this bunker mentality and we just got to win. And, um, that's, that's different. That's, that's us and a foxhole together. In professional baseball, especially in the minor league level, it's not like that. We can take our time and we can look at the long range goals of, of a player's development. So if he has a, a rough month, because he's trying something new, it's okay. We're going to keep running him out there because we know that over the course of time, this will pay off and this is the right thing to do. In college, you don't have that luxury a lot of times, or ever, really. And, and it's hard to stay with a guy if he's trying to make a, a major change. You also don't have as much time to work with them um, because you're restricted by the NCAA and, and, and time limits in school and, and just them having a life and all of that, that that goes into it. So the, the beauty of professional baseball is we don't have those restrictions in the same way. And I can spend, I can spend all morning working with a guy on a swing if I feel like I need to. And that's the beauty of my job is I can, uh, I can kind of parachute in and, and work with the guys that, that really need my attention. And, um, we've got a great staff of, of people. I've got more help than I've ever had before. Um, which is great. So I don't have to, I don't have to carry that load either by myself or, or me and two other guys. Um, we can share that load and we've got really smart people working on stuff. So I think it's in, a, in the way you structure the training environment. That's the biggest, the biggest change. And it's great because you do, like I said, you, you, you can focus on long range goals much easier than you can in college. And, uh, you know, uh, I wish colleges could do more in the player development role, um, in realm. And some of them do an amazing job. I think, you know, obviously I'm biased, but, uh, Coach Shackett and, and his crew here do as good a job as anybody on the player development side. And there are some, places around the country that I would wholeheartedly recommend on that, on that front that do an amazing job and really put their players first and their development first. Um, but it's a challenge it, just because of the time constraints and, and the nature of the season. So for me, the biggest, the biggest, uh, you know, upgrade, I guess, in, in terms of my life is the fact that I can focus on the things that I think I'm good at and I can spend the time that I need to on it and, and approach each guy as, as a professional and an individual who's, who's motivated to take his career into his own hands. And I don't have to motivate these guys very much. And frankly, if they need motivated, they're not going to last long anyway. So they're probably just going to get cut and we'll move on and we'll find somebody who is. So um, I have to deal with that less, which is, which is nice. And, and the maturity level is often higher um, just because they're older. And that's just the, the, the case of, of just guys getting older. And, and, and that's, 
that's a nice place to be as well. But, uh, uh, you know, besides that, the baseball is still baseball in, in, in so many ways. Yeah. So, and, and I, I think that's the kind of the message that I was hoping we could be able to convey to younger players is that because even at the high school level, the game's still the game, you know, and it just, yeah. obviously guys get more physical and stronger and throw harder, but the, 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 the same, I mean, I mean, I, I, I played a little bit of, of, you know, obviously high school, but college and, and pro ball as well. And the, the, the fundamental aspect of the game was the same all the way through. It wasn't like there was some type of reinventing the wheel that went on, um, which I think that parents are kind of expecting like, Hey, I'm going to go to this new hitting coach and he's going to teach me something that completely transformed me or transforms my kid. And, um, that's probably not going to happen considering that there, you know, there's, you know, the, I mean, the hitting coach they probably went to before, it's pretty good to begin with, but there's always, right. you know, there's always going to be, you know, well, how am I, how's my kid going to get, you know, better. And, and, you know, I think that's healthy to, to have that approach and for players to have that perfectionist approach, but to not, to also understand, like, there's not going to be some cutting edge type of, uh, you know, I mean, maybe, so maybe something does click down the road. Obviously, that's great, but there's not going to be some something that completely changes as far as how the game's being played at different levels. It, it just speeds up right. a little bit, right, and and gets more competitive, and that's right. that's just the nature of you know just growing in the game. Um, so that's that's kind of I think you know how I want to be able to um, make it relevant for young kids too, because um, I was talking to one of our coaches with CBA, and he coaches you know ages like 10 to 14. Right. And he's talking about like, he's like, Hey man, like you're the discussions you're having, you know, with the podcast is great, you know, but how can we make this more relevant for young guys? And, you know, he's talking about how like the, his kids, parents, you know, parents probably more so than the kids, even though it's probably fun for them. They just want to attend every tournament every weekend and, you know, go, you know, go, you know, go have an experience, which is great. You know, I, you want to have that, but it's, it's also from, you know, you, Kids need to be kids, but you know if you're going to focus if you're going to focus on baseball, right? Then focus on like you know teaching them to have fun with the game, teaching them you know the the fundamentals, um, you know not putting them in, in a not putting them in a situation where they're going to get their asses kicked every weekend, but also not putting them in a situation where they kick everybody's ass every weekend. So there's you know there's kind of like a fine right. line there where you want you want to keep them challenged, but you want to keep them motivated, right? And so and kids can be fragile at times, you know, and so. Um, yeah, I, I really, you know, I like that you touched on that, how, you know, there wasn't a big di difference in how the game's being played between the college and pro level, because I really don't think there's a much, much, much of a difference between how it's played, you know, between all levels, you know, and, um, you know, the game is the game and, and there are, there are constants throughout it and in the skill level changes and the speed changes, no question. And the emphasis changes. I, I get that. And that, that was sort of my, my point about the college game because it's a sprint, you have 56 games. It's, it's like the playoffs. It's, right. And that's why you see even in the big leagues, you see in the big leagues, they do things in the playoffs that they wouldn't necessarily do in the regular season. Yeah. So I have pitchers, you know, starting pitchers come out of the bullpen um, because, you know, hey, we got to get this win. And I, that changes, you know, it changes sometimes the team offense a little bit. That's, that, that's part of it. That's just, you know, what's the, what's the end, end result need to be or what's the, what's the end game here. But it's still the same game. I mean, and, and that's, I, you know, I'm, you know, I'm sure we'll talk more about, you know, specifics of mechanics and stuff, but I, I, I sort of, I, I get frustrated when I hear people talk about, well, hey, young kids, don't teach them how to do this like the big leaguers do or, or professional players do because they're not good enough to do that yet or they're not strong enough to do that yet or whatever. And I'm like, 
I, I get I get why you might think that. Like, well, he can't hit it over the fence yet, so don't teach him to 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 do that. But that doesn't mean that it isn't the right way ultimately that he needs to move or swing and compete. And you can you can serve both masters. You can train for the long term and compete for the short term, right? So it doesn't mean that that you don't want to try and learn how to do it the right way or the way that eventually will be the way you want to do it. It just means you maybe have to compete a little bit differently in the moment. And I think you can do both of those things. It doesn't have to be an either or, you know, just because you're not strong enough yet doesn't mean it's not the right thing to do. And eventually it will really work for you. Um, that's what we try and keep in mind is we're, we're trying to give guys tools that they can compete now, but also compete long term. Right. And that's perfect, you know, because I've, I've heard that a million times. Like, hey, you're not like, I remember when I was a kid and I was playing and, and I saw Ken Griffey Jr. swing. I was like, I want to swing like that. I mean, obviously, you know, my ball is not going yeah. nearly as far as the way he hit it. But, but uh, you know, like you would hear that from like little league coaches that stay, it stays with you though. Like, hey, you don't want to, you don't want to swing like that. They're in the big leagues, you know. But then I would think like, as I got older, I was like, well, they, they got there, you know, somehow, you know, they got there with certain habits. You know, that, you know, if you could teach those habits and players can reinforce those habits early, you know, then that, that those habits stay with them and it becomes, you know, way easier and way, way more natural for them as they, as they're competing in, in upper level baseball. So, um, yeah, man, I thought that was great. I thought that was a great, uh, a great point you made. Um, I will say though, like the, the big differences and between like pro ball and, and even college ball, because, you know, like you said, like college has 56 games. That's a long season in the grand scheme of things, you know, for kids. Sure. And, um, and then they go play summer ball. So it's even longer, but, but, um, you know, at the college level, I remember like when I first got, I'm sorry, at the pro level, excuse me, when I was at the pro level, my first year in rookie ball and I got there and they were like, I got like yelled at basically for like running out a hard 90 for a ground ball to the short start. I'm sorry, to the second base, like a, like yeah. a two hop chopper. You know, and so that transition was a little different for me because I was always taught in the hard 90s, right, which is, you know, which is a great, you know, characteristic to have to hustle, right? But hard 90s and, you know, go hard all the time and, you know, and so when I got to the professional level, it was different because, and this is where I think kids also need to understand as well that, yeah, you could watch guys kind of dog it on a ground ball to the shortstop in the big leagues because that that season is grueling, you know, it's, it's 160 right. games plus. Right. And if you go to the playoffs, you, you're, you're playing, you know, close to another 20 or more or no, about another 20. Right. And then, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's literally impossible to, <laughs> to, to hard 90 it out every single day and your body not break down for 162 days, you know, cause your body's going to break down and it breaks down. So you're seeing these guys and they're hitting balls that they probably could beat out from time to time, you know, but but they're selective in when they do that because you know at the big league level, the professional level in general, those guys are going to make the plays, right? They're gonna, they're gonna, you know, they're not going to make as many mistakes. And so all you're doing is exerting energy and not really preserving your body the way you need to over a long season, you know. So, um, like for kids, they're playing every weekend at the most, you know. So they're playing, they have five days, you know, in between weekends to kind of rest their bodies and take a break, and you know, and then they go back to baseball right. on the weekends now. Um, that if they are playing every weekend, you know, obviously that's still a lot of baseball because a lot of times they're playing three, four games on a weekend, but you know, it's, um, there, there needs to be some type of, um, distinction between how guys go about it at the youth and the amateur level and how they go about it at the professional level, just in the way they just hustle too, you know? And like you said, like in the playoffs, yep. guys do things they wouldn't do in the regular season. Cause now they're, now they're really yep. playing for something and they're coming to the, you know, they're coming to the 
light at the end of the tunnel. So they are running it out more. You know, they are, you know, taking the extra base and they are, you know, doing these things that they wouldn't necessarily do um, during the regular season. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. Do you have an opinion on that? Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. And that, that that's sort of what I was getting at partially, at least in talking about what's the end game. You know, if we are, if I'm working with a, a 20 year old kid in the GCL, who isn't going to be ready for the big league if, if ever, but certainly, in, you know, for a couple of years, uh, the, the, you know, the 74th game of his, of his minor league season, you know, honestly, it doesn't mean that much. Right. <laughs> it, it, it's just a chance to work on stuff. But so the end game with him is a longer range focus. We don't have to, that each at bat doesn't hold the same significance. Each opportunity to, beat out a ground ball doesn't hold the same significance in college and high school. Certainly high school, my God, because it's so short that that stuff really matters. And, and a team that plays harder than the other team can, can overcome all kinds of talent deficiencies. You can, you can just outwill people at the high school level. If you're, if you just play hard, that's what you see great high school programs are like that. They, play, they get on off the field really, really well. They're always hustling. There's an intensity to them. Uh, it's why you, it's why, Anybody that, that, that I think complains about, oh, high school or college teams that talk too much or, you know, do the, even the, the, the rah-rah stuff, like, oh, you don't see pro guys doing that. Well, pro guys don't need to do that. I wouldn't want to. And it would be silly to do that. But in high school and college, when it's, uh, you know, that bunker mentality and this game really matters in, 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 a, in a way that the pro guys don't have to deal with, then that's great. And that's why we want you to hustle hard. And that's why getting on and off the field really matters. It's why as college coaches, when you watch a high school kid play hard, that's a great sign. And it it, it draws us to them because we know that that will translate to to the college game because we need it there too. Um, And and even at the pro level, what you look for in those college and high school guys that play hard is, you know, that they're, they, they love the game and they're going to, they're going to, to give it, um, their best focus and concentration and those skills will still translate into the training environment. It just shows up differently because the end game is different. You don't need to win every single minor league game. It just doesn't matter in the same way that winning a high school game or college game does. It's just, that's the fact. Uh, But, but, uh, but those skills and those lessons that you learn from playing the game that way will really translate down the road. Yeah. And so, I mean, I guess that's kind of the habits we want to teach within our, you know, our program. And, you know, I got to, I don't know if you knew this, I was coaching high school ball this year before the season got cut short. And uh, that's like, we, and I want to say, and I mean, this isn't a knock on the program in previous years, but they hadn't, I mean, I wasn't the head coach at Rancho Cucamonga High School. I was an assistant, but Mm -hmm. you know, last year, Rancho Cucamonga High School just didn't put it together. You know, they they didn't win a whole lot of games. They had a, you know, they had a highly Mm -hmm. respected coach, I think who did, you know, a good job overall. And, and just last year just wasn't the year. And so there was just, you know, going into, you know, a new coach or going into going with the team in the fall. And they were just kind of like, I don't want to say like licking their wounds from, from the prior year, but they were just kind of like, you know, their confidence level wasn't quite there because they didn't win a whole lot. And, um, you know, they, you know, just the way, you know, the way like high school baseball is, there's rivalries all over the place. So the way they're looked down amongst like their, their rival high school programs, like they don't feel they don't feel like they're as good as they are, you know? And so we're, when, when I'm out there, like day one, you can literally see like the type of talent that's on the field for at the high school level and that they, there's, there's a lot to piece together there. 
And so, you know, with mm-hmm. them in the fall and in the spring, and we won, I, I want to say we won nine, ten games, ten games. No, nine I'm sorry, we won nine games. We lost two. Um, so we went nine and two and one, and uh, we, we, um, we tied a game. So nine, two, and one. And, like, that was already a better season than what they had before. But you can just kind of see, like, the direction they're going. And what you said is, like, they just kind of imposed their will on everybody. They, they, they hustled right. more. They, they were a little bit chattier, you know, which I think at that level is fun because, mm-hmm. you know, they're kids, you know, so they let them be kids. And then um, the energy created is absolutely is palpable and it makes the other kids better. No yeah. question. And it's, it, and I mean, that's just a way to, at that level, right. The other, the other team, like if they're not, if they're not mentally tough, that's, that's a way to break them down. You know, if you're just, if you consistently keep that no energy question. level, right. So, um, so that was something I thought they really, that that group did a really good job with. And it was so fun. It was so fun being out there. Um you know, competing for something that was different than what I'm normally used to, you know, cause I'm in, I'm in the travel ball world as a coach. And so, you know, that gets a little monotonous just kind of being in the, you know, going to a tournament, you know, and, and, you know, sure. trying to win that, you know, this is something where I'm on the field with somebody or with kids every day, you get to see the continued progress and continue, continued successes uh, on a daily basis and not just, you know, once a week or once every other weekend, you know, so that's, that's where, um, you know, you saw them get after it and have, you know, they, you know, we, they got after it in the weight room. They got after it on the field. I think our team GPA was like a 3.8, you know, which is hard, you know, uh-huh. hard to come by, you know, they, yeah, I, that's great. I mean, we had more guys get this. We had more guys with a 4.0 or above than we had guys at a 3.5 or below. So that's how like strong cool. academically that group was. And so like just being out there was just very special. You know, we had, we have good, we have good kids. A couple of kids are going to have a chance to play pro ball all nine of our seniors are playing college ball somewhere, or at least they know where they're going. You know, it's up to them now to kind of figure sure. it out. But, um, they, you know, that's like, those are all uh, a ton of successes that we had in a short period of time. And it's just because of how they, they went about their business. And, you know, so, um, yeah, I mean, it's fun, man. I mean, I, I really, I enjoy, I enjoy coaching high school guys. I mean, I, 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 uh, I've thought about the, you know, college and, you know, doing other, other stuff, but I just really love kids. You know, I love being around kids and I love, um, interacting, you know, with them and their parents. And I love interacting with the coaches on their behalf. Um, you know, college coaches on their behalf, you know, and so, um, just was, 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 you know, a pleasure meeting you several years back and, and seeing you out there and getting to know who you are. Um, and I'm just really excited for what, you know, where, you know, where baseball takes you because you're, you're so, you're so good at what you do, you know? Um, you know, so, but, uh, well, I, I appreciate that. And, and, and the feeling is mutual, you know, you, you do this long enough and, and, and you certainly gravitate towards, towards people that uh, you run across and, um, and, uh, you know, it was, it was clear that you were always in it for the right reasons and, and the kids. And, and I think that's certainly one of the early reasons why we hit it off, but, uh, I'm excited for, for what's next for you guys too. And you guys always do such a good job that uh, I have no doubt that um, you'll get through this weird phase uh, stronger than ever before, probably. Yeah. I mean, everybody's itching to get back out there, you know? So now it's just a matter of appreciating our time, you know, because it's easy, like, shoot, like for a while they're like, people are really taking it serious. Like they're not leaving their house, you know? So, you know, right, yeah. and, and which is weird by the way, cause I went to the Santa Barbara and like, you guys are still, you know, living normal lives, like everybody's leaving, nobody's wearing masks, yeah. you know, I mean, the Inland Empire and, and everybody's, you, know, you have to wear a mask or you get, you know, you might get cited or fined. You right. Know? So, um, but yeah, man, I mean, I really appreciate you taking the time to be here. Um, and, and I know you're busy and you got, you got stuff going on every day, even though you're, you know, you're not on the field with your guys every day, but you still, you still got to, you still got duties to perform. So, 
Um, we, uh, we're trying to stay connected and, and stay working and, and keep our guys, uh, ready, uh, whenever we get the call that says we can come back to work. So hopefully that's sooner rather than later. Awesome, man. And, you know, I hope to, uh, I mean, I don't know if you guys, I don't know what the season looks like this year for the, for the professional season, but I, you know, I hope you guys are able to get back out on the field and get to work soon. Um, cause I know everybody's anxious to get back to get back to normalcy. So, um, that's pretty much Absolutely. it. I hope that for everybody. Yeah. And that's pretty okay. much, it. that's it, pretty much it for I mean, I really appreciate it. And for everybody out there listening, um, you know, just, just thanks for taking the time. I know it's about a half hour in and, you know, and if you, if you got all the way through this, I really appreciate you guys listening in and hopefully you learned something and, and, and got a, you know, different perspective on, on, on the game. Um, you know, if you can just take a minute and not even a minute, a uh, half second to hit the subscribe button and, and follow, follow this podcast on either Spotify or iTunes and, you know, tell a friend and leave a review or rating if you can, and that'd be greatly appreciated. All right, everybody, you guys have a great day and I'll talk to you guys soon.